As much as I love to plan my brewery visits in advance, sometimes the unintended visit can be the most rewarding ones. Touring America's oldest area this summer, we found ourselves at the Jamestown Settlement on a blisteringly hot day in July. Alternating both indoors and outdoors at the settlement really taxed us physically. I then remembered this little sign outside the parking lot when we arrived that felt placed there just for us, telling me that a brewery was very close. The brewery wasn't on our family's itinerary, but being beat down by the heat and wanting somewhere to relax and recuperate, it felt like a visit was destined to be. Knowing nothing about the brewery other than it was close and we were thirsty, we headed that way. I'm Andy Erickson, and on this episode of Thirsty to Explore, I'm talking with Eric Williams from Billsburg Brewery about what it means to brew in one of America's oldest areas, creating a space for both community and tourists in early American history. Thank you for joining me on the podcast today. Uh, why don't you give me an introduction to who you are and what you do for uh, the brewery? Sure. Um, Eric Williams. I'm the chief operating officer there. So I run the day-to-day operations and negotiating with the different vendors we use, with the distribution network, uh, working with local charities, local organizations on expanding not only what we do at the brewery, but what we can do for our community and how we can get uh, more people to know about Williamsburg, about Jamestown, Yorktown, kind of that historic triangle and uh, grow our business a little bit with it. And could you give me a little history about the Billsburg Brewery? Yeah. So we we started in 2017. Um, our founder was a gentleman named Dave Baum. He unfortunately passed away a couple years back. And when we opened the brewery, his vision was it was going to be a place where the community could get together, whether you knew people for five seconds, five minutes, five years, five decades. It didn't matter. He wanted it to be a place where everybody felt welcomed. Everybody felt at home. And we've taken that vision and have just continued to expand and expand it. Uh, For those people who knew Dave, uh, he never met a stranger. There was literally, he would talk to everybody And so it didn't matter whether he knew you or not, you were going to at least get to say you met somebody at the brewery and have a have a conversation with them, not just a hey, thanks for coming in. Um, What I've tried to do is is kind of take that along with me. So, you know, no matter how busy we are, no matter how long the line is, make sure that you get to interact with somebody more than just coming in and ordering a beer, whether it's talking about the history, talking about what the other things there are to do in Williamsburg, you know, it didn't matter just so they could say they actually connected with somebody there. Uh, the beauty of the brewery is we're on 10 acres on a Marina. So we have tons of room to spread out. So we get a lot of families, a lot of uh, furry friends out there. So, mm-hmm. you know, there's always something we can go out and connect on with people. And it, it really is. It's a great spot to build a community from. And where does the name Billsburg come from so it was kind of a funny story when uh dave moved down here his father-in-law said uh oh you finally moved down to old billsburg instead of williamsburg so kind of a play Uh. on that name and he took that with him and from there he it always kind of resonated with them so when they were coming up with names for a brewery we came up with he he really liked that billsburg idea uh, so it started 
as kind of B2 for Billsburg Brewery. And then we played in a little bit more with the historical aspect. And now our emblems kind of the three boats for since we are literally right across the street from Jamestown settlement. Uh, so the boats are there. So we kind of uh, work really well together with them. And it's just kind of evolved from that point. So how does yeah the history of the area kind of talk about how does that play into who you guys are as a brewery? Well, it really, I was born and raised in Williamsburg. So being in the kind of the hospitality area has always been a part of, of this town. I mean, Williamsburg is really known for colonial Williamsburg, uh, Bush Gardens, water country. So people could come into town and I kind of learned at an early age. It didn't matter whether you were there for the history you could go to an amusement park and have some fun. You could go for the amusement park and, and actually learn a little bit about the history of the country. Uh, so being in this community with the, the tourism that goes on here, we have been very fortunate to be in a spot where we've been able to do a lot of partnerships with things like Jamestown Settlement, with the Capitol Trail, which is a 52-mile bike trail. Um, mile zero or 52, depending on which direction you're coming from, is at our front door. And the other end is in Richmond. So it took, they call it a, the Capitol Trail because at one point in time, uh, Jamestown was the capital. Then it moved to the, to Williamsburg was the capital. And then it moved to where it is now, which is Richmond. So the, the bike trail, which is also a running trail and rollerblading trail and everything else you can imagine. Uh, goes from one capital to the other. So it's the capital trail for that. So we've got a lot of really good partnerships just within the community. And it, it's a lot of fun to work with everybody. Mm -hmm. um, and you guys have, like you mentioned, you're on a marina. You have a very big property, as you also said. Um, yeah. <laughs> when we were there, I was just kind of amazed by the the beauty of it all and how if you wanted to be outside, you could be out on the deck or over under the trees or inside. Does that bring in uh, a lot of locals a lot of tourists or like what is your clientele usually made up of yeah we are very very fortunate I, I say this all the time we are a very fortunate place um, because we have something that can fit everybody's comfort level uh, we have locals who will only step inside to order their beer because they love to sit out in the chairs and just look at the water all night uh, we have other locals who like to come in and will sit up at the bar or sit on the deck and just make themselves at home. And, you know, Williamsburg is really a tourist area. So we get a good amount of people who come in from out of town who have tried our beer at like a restaurant or they go online and find us. And, you know, we were we just won the uh, award for best IPA in the state of Virginia. So. Mm -hmm. We see where, you know, we take a lot of pride in how good our beer is. And then you get people who want to try something new or go on a little tasting trail. And it gives them the opportunity. If you have kids with you, you know, you can sit out in that beer garden out there. The kids can get some energy out, run around a little bit. You don't have to worry about a street nearby or the road. You know, they can burn off some energy and parents can actually sit down and relax for a second <laughs> or you could just sure. relax in the pavilion and enjoy the view and and have some shade. 
So it, it's really nice because no matter what the season is, we're able to kind of serve our community. So, it, and it really, there's a lot of peaks and valleys. We have everything. This is big uh, fantasy football draft season. So <laughs> we have three or four in the next uh, couple of days, we have three or four fantasy football draft parties coming up. And so it really is. It's a spot where you can do just about anything. We have a lot of fun out there and we encourage our guests. Yeah. If you've got an idea, you know, we don't have the, we don't corner the market on good ideas. So if there's something some of our guests really like, and some people who are in town, you know, that's how we've come up with some of our, our little festival days and some of our events where it's, it's really a community coming together and it's really helped. Uh, we do a lot with heritage humane society. Mm-hmm. So they partner with us. We've done everything out that we can do. And because it's so much area, we're able to do like adoption events or just helping them raise money to, to sustain what they have and, you know, improve their buildings. Yeah. So you mentioned your IPA. Uh, can you tell us a little bit more about the beer styles that you guys kind of focus on? Yeah, we are, tradi- we are known for our lagers. We, we actually, uh, they have a local brewery awards and we had the key to lager town that gets passed to the brewery that, that has the most successful lagers. So we've had the key to lager town. We were really known for that. When we first opened uh, our classic lager actually won the silver medal for uh lager best international lager in the state. Um, hmm. And then we stay more traditional to that. Uh we do have one sour on, we'll have one dark beer on, um, one on nitro, some beer of some sort on nitro. Uh, we're, we do a lot with lagers. We do have our, our IPA, like I said, that one best in the state um, and uh, for the IPA and the overall, it was voted the third best beer in the state. So mm-hmm. it was, it was really a big award for us. So, but we're not IPA heavy, you know, we, we have our hazy, our, Flyaway, which is the one that won the awards. Um, sometimes we'll rotate in a third, but we also like to keep a couple lines open so we can try some new beers. We have a like a fruited Belgian sour right now, or a fruited Belgian right now. Um, we have our Weiss beer that's coming out, our Pilsners, and uh, in the summertime we have our our Shandy sits super popular. If you go around town, uh, Radler's our our lemonade. Uh, lemon shanty that we have you know you'll find that at water country bush gardens all over colonial williamsburg so it's it's nice we have a very very wide variety because not one thing is for everybody we actually branched out and we have slushies now so uh Mm. we have some offerings that we have a three slushy drinks for adults one for kids and then we do our handcrafted cocktails which instead of using spirits, we use our unflavored seltzer that we brew to about 13, 14%. So mm-hmm. after we add in our mix to it, it comes out at about 10.5%. So it drinks like a mixed drink, but it's not considered, it's, it is a, it goes through our fermenter. So it's not like a liquor or tequila or anything like that, but we'll do it with our seltzer and it gives people an option for people who aren't beer people. And it's, sure. it's unique for our area to say the least. <laughs> no, that's, that's cool. Yeah. Um, what you, you kind of been hitting around about it, but uh, 
why don't you tell me what like the personality of the brewery is? Uh, it, you're talking very community focused and hospitality focused, but oh, yeah. um, if if I walked in, what would I, I? I've been there, but you know, tell other yeah. people what would they kind of feel when they they came into the place? Well, hopefully, you would feel very welcomed first and foremost. Uh, we don't want anyone to feel like a stranger. Uh, you know, I we greet everyone just like they live down the street and just moved into town. <laughs> so it's mm -hmm. it's really important for us to have that community feeling and that community atmosphere here because we were extremely fortunate through COVID, through everything that happened, uh, you know, to be able to be where we are now is strictly because of the the town and the support we've gotten from people and we do our best to repay that like welcoming everyone is huge um you know we if you're looking for a place to eat we can give you recommendations it's not just about hey you're here we want you to stay here all day and order beer till you can't order anymore you know we want you to have a good time we want you to experience what everything you have to offer here and then hopefully, uh, you know, you'd be willing to come back or, hey, get back home and say, this place was super cool. They gave me great recommendations on where to eat. Um, that word of mouth is really important. Uh, you know, it's not necessarily about being bigger. It's about being better. So we take a lot of pride in, in what we produce and how we produce it and the care we take and that translate right down all the way down to our service staff who, if you're sitting out in the beer garden, you know, we'll come out to your table and take an order for you, just like a waiter or waitress would. Uh, sometimes it's me, sometimes it's our staff, but we want you to feel like you can sit down and relax and not have to worry about stopping a conversation that you're having with maybe the people you came into town to visit with or you're coming out with your family and trying to figure out what your plans are for the day. We don't want you to stop that conversation. So we want to come to you and make it where it's easy for you. You know, we're here to serve the guests and not the other way around. And you know, that's one of the, the cornerstones that we work off of is that hospitality model where you have tons of options. Williamsburg is a, is a small area. Uh, there's a ton to do in there. And the fact that you're taking time out of your day to spend it with us, we want you to feel appreciated for that. You kind of mentioning the food recommendations. Do you guys do any kind of food or do you bring in food trucks at all? Or... Yeah, we have one food truck that's there every day we're open, they're open. Um, okay. So they, they will be there every day for food trucks. Um, we are in an interesting time of growth at Billsburg. Um, we, when we started, it was literally a, 30 person tap room and the beer garden since then it's grown we've added on the deck we just added on a 1200 square foot pavilion um, that has retractable sides it has heat and air conditioning in there so uh, the beer garden we've expanded that and then we're in the process now of kind of working out the final details uh, to add on a restaurant which will include a new tap room and a rooftop bar so it's going to really change. It'll change the look out there. You'll still have the perfect water views and the beer garden, but it will give you an option for food. It'll give you an option. The, the rooftop bar will give you an even better view of the water. 
So it's, mm -hmm. it's an exciting time to think where you start back in 2017 and, you know, coming up on six years later, entering into the next phase of, of your brewery's life. And so it's yeah. really exciting. Yeah. So uh, you guys have to-go options for the beer? We do. Yes, we do everything from six packs, growlers, crowlers. Um, we just have started now kind of ramping up a little bit on our being able to sell kegs out of the tap room for a long time. You know, that really wasn't as popular. And as people have kind of rediscovered craft beer, we've seen a big uptick in that. So uh from the tap room side, that's where that's what we have that goes out of the tap room. And then we do have distribution. So we you can find us in the grocery stores and in restaurants. So those are always an option. But on hand, we we run our popular beers in cans, but the crowlers are great because if you what I love about Williamsburg is you're two hour about two hours from the outer banks. You're about two hours from Washington, D.C. You're about two hours from a place you can go skiing. Uh, and it, you can get everywhere within a comfortable drive. So mm -hmm. we get a lot of people who will come in and say, yeah, we're staying in Williamsburg, but we're going to do a quick day trip to go skiing or we're going to quick day trip down to the beach. And they'll come in and get the crowlers and take those with them, which are basically jumbo cans. And so they, but with that, you can get anything we have on draft. So uh, a really popular one this summer uh, has been our Hefeweizen. So as people are going, they'll, they'll get Betty the Heffy and they'll get the, <laughs> they'll get the crowlers of them and head off to their destination. Um, or they'll come in right before they leave town and say, I got to get like four or five of these to take back home. So they travel well, they stay just like they would if it was a six pack you bought, but it's, it's very fun to see how far our beer gets to travel. And then we always tell them like, look, send us a picture. If you're in Ohio or you're in Michigan, you know, send us a picture of wherever you're drinking it. Cause we love to see it. And our staff gets a kick out of it uh, to kind of see on the map, how far our beer has traveled. <laughs> All right. Um, and with all that space, yeah, I know you guys do some music. Uh, why don't you tell yes. people about what goes on with that? Yeah, absolutely. So um, when we started, that was one of the big things. Dave was a big music fan. So we have done music every Friday, Saturday, Sunday. We always have music at the brewery. Uh, about in the summertime from probably May through September, into October, depending on the weather, we'll have big concert festival days. Um, we had Rock the Dock was our one that we did over Memorial Day. And it actually turned out to be the biggest day in company history. Mm -hmm. We had music starting and all the music out of Billsburg's free. You just come out and listen. So, uh, you know, we had the first band took the stage at noon and the last band finished up right about 1030 that night. But it was and it that what I love about the music on these festival days is it started with somebody who was country, went into 80s pop, kind of pop rock mm -hmm. uh, covers. Uh, the next band after that was a Grateful Dead cover band. And then mm -hmm. it ended with um, 
a band called the Fighting Jamesons, which was kind of like Dropkick Murphys, that Irish rock music uh, sound. So uh, it's just fascinating to see the different styles and every band brings in, well, some people just camp out all day, but you have their, each band has their own following. So watching how the crowd migrates throughout the day is just phenomenal. So it's a lot of fun, but we've had everything. We have reggae festivals. Uh, We've had, like I said, rock the dock. We just finished with our Ohana fest, which had an Island feel to that for the music for that day and themes for that day. Uh, You know, obviously Oktoberfest is coming up. So that will lend itself to uh, the German bands coming in for, for that. It's really, we, we love the music out there and the band has the backdrop of the Marina and the water behind it. So when people are getting pictures, there's never a bad picture of the band. We see more bands use the Billsburg places, their, their cover photo, just because when the pictures are taken, it has such a beautiful backdrop to it. Mm-hmm. So the bands get a kick out of it and, and they really enjoy being out there because it is, it's a nice open area. You know, we don't have a seating capacity, you know, we're, yeah. it's, it's on 10 acres. So as many bodies who want to comfortably fit can, can come in, listen to music. We've had people who literally will pull in on their boats or their jet skis and just park out in the water and listen to the music and have their own little party out on the water. So it's, it's really nice to kind of serve everyone. And the fact that we do it, uh, like I said, the big events uh, about once a month, but every Friday, Saturday, Sunday, there's always music going on or, you know, also Friday nights is trivia night. So if you want to do that, music bingo is Mondays. So there's always something to do out there, too. So if you're ever at home or you're in town wondering, oh, my gosh, what can I do on a Monday? It's like, oh, well, we can go play some music bingo. And, you know, so, or what are we going to do? It's Sunday afternoon. It's like, OK, great. We can go listen to some music and then go get lunch, you know, or dinner. Yeah. So it's, it's a lot of fun. I just started a way for everyone to help the podcast. If you enjoy Thirsty to Explore, please go to our page on coffee.com and there you can buy me a drink. By doing so, you can help us get to visit new breweries and make new friends who we might feature on a future episode of the podcast. Visit ko-fi.com slash thirsty to explore or thirsty to explore.com and look for the buy us a drink button. Yeah, uh, I also saw you guys have a paddle club or something going on right now. Yeah, one of the things uh, that when, when I came aboard after Dave passed, I one of the things that we really missed, uh, he passed away. We were just coming out of COVID. So people were still in that mind frame or mind. Yeah. Frame of mind of, you know, we're at home. We're okay going out again, but not really being in big crowds. So we started up on Tuesday nights, a running and biking club because it was outside, you know, running is social, but yet you're not, confined you know everybody kind of gives each other space so you know we started that back and now our running club has grown to over 550 people so it's a on and it's every tuesday unless there's lightning uh biking is another one so it was cycling and biking and cyclists it's the same way you can go out and because 
everybody has their own pace on a bike. You know, some people are really hauling and serious about it. Other people are just kind of tooling around. We don't care. You know, if you're, if you're doing the run club and you walk to the end of the parking lot and back, we count it, <laughs> you know, yeah. we're not, you know, it's, it counts. We want you to come out and socialize and interact with your community. And so we started with that and then it evolved. Now Wednesday is our paddle club. So whether you're kayaking, paddle boarding, um, you go out, everybody meets up ahead of time, you know, it, being on the marina, the launch is right there. And it's a nice little paddle for, they started about, we started about six and ended about seven thirty ish, you know, just, or it's whenever everybody gets tired and they turn around and head back. <laughs> like I said, we're not giving out trophies every week or rewards for who stays, but it's a nice way to create that community. And mm -hmm. as we've moved away from COVID and gotten back into more normal life, seeing how the friendships people made during that time, how they've carried over and how families were coming out, you know, for, like I said, for run club, we've got runners with dogs, runners with strollers, runners with strollers and dogs. I mean, it's, it's yeah. really funny to see how the community has grown and to, it really feels good to be part of something that helped get people back into their normal routine. You know, I've heard more stories about, oh my gosh, you know, I just got out of it and it was so nice to have somewhere to go again where I could talk to people. And like I said, with that much room, people who were comfortable being inside a tap room and sitting down and talking, they had an option. If they wanted to be out on a deck where there's fresh air and some space, that's an option. If you were not comfortable, you wanted to get your, your, whether it was a beer or a Gatorade or a water and still feel part of everything and sit out in the beer garden by yourself or with one or two other people at separate picnic tables, that was an option. It was really about creating a space where everyone felt comfortable. And we've really now with the pavilion been able to do that even better because on some of these hotter summer days, there's a spot outside that's open, but it's, still got sides and air conditioning and can you can be comfortable sitting outside uh it, it's just really satisfying to see how it's really grown and taken a life of its own yeah um i know one of the purposes of this website is to promote people to travel and then go to a brewery and experience the local culture so oh, yeah. if i brought my family there and then the, the paddle club was out there having a good time you know that would give me a flavor of what goes on in this community or, or seeing those relationships being built. Um, I find that really, very important as me as a father to have my kids see that and for me to see that and see that, that community everywhere. Um, oh yeah. Not, not just and, around the beer, but yeah. Oh yeah. And absolutely. That's one of the things that's really, that's why, like I said, one of our slushies, we have a lemonade slushie because I'm a big Disney fan. So when our family would go down to Disney, you know, as soon as it got hot, Everybody wanted one of those lemonade slushies. Mm -hmm. And I said, all right, so we're going to have a lemonade slushie for sure. And that's a non-alcoholic lemonade slushie that the kids can enjoy. Everybody can enjoy. That's, you know, we have games in the tap room. We have sidewalk chart chalk out for everybody because we do. We want you to feel welcomed. And 
I met a couple today who were in town from Delaware and they had, they just finished at Jamestown and came over and I tell everybody, it's like, you got it right. You you get your history in the morning and then you come over and visit us to rehydrate. So that's, yeah. that's a good pattern. And, you know, I said, hey, if you have kids, if you're not sure where to eat tonight, here's a couple places you can go that hopefully the wait won't be too long and has a more kid friendly menu. Um, you know, there there's always somebody there who can help out with a family who's there visiting from town or just like I said, if you're looking for fun stuff to do. You know, it could be, hey, you might want to try Go Ape if you guys are, if you're in town because you like biking and you're doing a lot of activity and physical stuff, Go Ape's like a little, one of the ropes courses kind of thing. And it's it's a fun way to spend the afternoon or we, a lot, Bush Gardens and Water Country this time are very popular. So, you know, if you have kids, we can tell you, hey, you know, you may want to hit Elmo Land either right when you get there or a little bit later in the day when it cools off because there's not a lot of shade there in the middle of the day and you don't want kids sitting out there uh, getting burnt because then the rest of your day is going to be pretty miserable. So, you know, and and it's those little things that matter. And like my growing up here, you don't realize how fortunate you are to be in an area that has that community feel that, you can still get from one side of Williamsburg to the other in, you know, 15 minutes. I laugh. I tell everybody, everything's a 10 minute drive from here. It's, <laughs> it doesn't matter where you are. It's about 10 minutes away. It's it. You can't get lost in Williamsburg, but so much because eventually you'll run into one of two roads. So, yeah. you know, you're, you're going to find your way back. You don't appreciate that kind of thing until you get to a point where you can look around and say, you know what? There's nowhere in Williamsburg I don't feel like I'm safe or comfortable going to there's nowhere I'm afraid to go at night you know it's a great area it's a lot of fun and you can really it's it's neat to think you're walking in the same places that somebody like a George Washington once walked and Mm -hmm. it's literally the exact same place they may have repaved the road but the streets are in the colonial area are still the same you know in Jamestown you're walking, I am literally maybe a uh, couple hundred steps away from one of the spots where, you know, the people who came and settled Jamestown, where that is on, you know, I've run around Jamestown Island and seen where the boats landed and where the archaeology is being done right now to try and dig up more artifacts. Uh, it's really a very unique place. So, and uh, you know, being here and being a part of that community that helps kind of keep that going and keeps that feeling going is, is really special. Yeah. So being that you guys are in a touristy area uh, and close to the Marina, do you see a lot of big seasonal shift in visitors or or in people coming to get beers or such? It's funny. Uh, We, the first couple years, it was, it was very seasonal, but not kind of what you would expect. Our the busy season when we first opened was March through May, June, July, and August was hot, so it kind of died off, and then September, October picked back up, and then it was calm again. Um, one of the things I've tried to do is really, and and Darcy, who is our marketing and events director, has done, is really try to build something every day. 
there's always something going on. And what we've seen in the past probably two years now is that our season doesn't really drop off anymore. Uh, it, you know, even this summer when we just got out of a stretch where we were in the not mid nineties every day, then, you know, people were still coming in. Everybody was still out, you know, even our run club, we were still getting 75, hundred people coming to run in 90 degree weather. And they, and I, you know, I would joke with them. I would be like, you couldn't have picked a cooler time to run. And they said, you know, it's not so much about where we're running. It's who we're with. And so it's really changed how not only how we have kind of changed with the community, but how the community has really grown and helped us keep growing. And so now our season is pretty much all year long. It's it's a little calmer now in January and February but we don't have the dips like we used to. And it's one that make everybody, even the people working, uh, you know, I, I, our staff, we have staff members who've been here since we opened the doors and we have six teachers who work on our staff right now, who this is their part-time job. And uh, one or two of them were there when we first opened. And they said, you know, the difference between then and now is just unbelievable. And the people who came in as guests are now friends and family and they know, hey, school's starting up for you. You know, what are you teaching this year? And we have some teachers now who said, oh, my gosh, the the guy who came in and was working with us this summer, I taught him in seventh grade. Or, you know, it's just one of those things, how it's come full circle where the teachers we have on staff are now working with their former students and It's always just interesting to see how this area, just everybody's united. And, and it was funny. They still call them, you know, Oh yeah, there goes Mr. Elliot or Miss Christie. You know, (laughs) they still call them like they were their teachers, even though now they're working together. Yeah. Yeah. We were there this year in July and those blistering hot days. (laughs) (laughs) It is, it gets toasty. Uh, But yeah, the, the Marina part there, uh, there's definitely a boating season. So boating season is is a little different than everyday life. I always laugh because mm-hmm. when it's the off season for boating, there's I've learned there's never an off season for boating because they're always tinkering with their boat in the winter or do they're doing all the work on it in the cooler months. And then as soon as it gets warm, they're everybody's out with them and you know, uh, the friends, friends with boats. And so there's a whole yeah. little group there who will see them come out, uh, you know, two or three times a week and they'll go after work and just do a quick little night cruise up there, up down the river and back. And, you know, it's, it's really nice to see how they do it because sometimes you'll notice one family's always the same, but the people going with them are always different. So it's, mm-hmm. it's, it's really, it's about a, 20 step walk from the bottom of the driveway across to where the boats are so we see a lot of them as they come in and out and it's just it's always interesting to see who gets to come in with who yeah i used to work at a gas dock at a marina oh gosh. Here, here near the mississippi where i live okay and uh it's it's a whole culture in itself that <laughs> that if you don't experience it you don't know the the party culture of it and the, oh yeah you know the whole 
like you were just saying, like people going out every day or every weekend and taking out friends and just spending the day out on the water. I don't know if you noticed it, but there's a couple boats that are right by the brewery that have their coolers and lounge chairs by the back of the boat. And we they'll come over in the morning. They'll buy a six pack or two. They walk right across the street, put them in their cooler, and then they just sit there either on the boat or on the dock and just hang out most of the day with their boat and just relax. Yeah. And so it, yeah. it's always and a couple of them. We've had nights where, you know, we're closing up the brewery and I'm like, did somebody leave the music on? And I'll look out and it's a couple of the boats on the docks and they're just having a great party out there on the dock. And just yeah. and I was like, OK, at least it's not our music. So we're OK. <laughs> <laughs> As you mentioned, you guys are like right there with the Jamestown Settlement. And that's actually how we discovered you. I, I'm i always looking for a brewery to find when I'm on vacation. And we were visiting there and you have a little sign closer to the yep. parking lot of Jamestown. And I was like, oh, it's right over there, you know. And so after we did our history, like you said, we came for, for some drinks and getting out of the hot the hot weather. Oh, yeah. Uh, what other tourist spots? You've mentioned a few uh, that you would recommend that someone does while before or after they visit you guys. So, I mean, there's obviously the the big ones, uh, Bush Gardens and Water Country. They're the two big amusement draws. Um, you've got Colonial Williamsburg. You've uh, that's a lot. It's surprising. You can walk around and there's plenty to see, plenty to do. I love Jamestown and Jamestown Beach, uh, which is right across the street. It's kind of is a little triangle. So you have the the settlement is here uh, here we are our, we basically share a driveway if you make a right you go into the settlement make a left you come into billsburg and mm -hmm. then right across the street from us is where jamestown beach is you're not going to go out there and go boogie boarding or surfing but if you're in town and you just want to sit in the sand and watch the water for a little while and relax it's a great spot to go to the williamsburg indoor sports complex so they have a lot of baseball and soccer lacrosse tournaments there we get a lot of visitors who come in and they're like, my son's at a, a soccer tournament or my daughter's got a lacrosse tournament here this weekend. And they find us once and they're like, all right, we got hours to kill between a game. We can go out and mainly get out of the heat. It's we can go sit yeah. down. And since we don't serve food, we don't really have any restrictions around it. So you get a pizza on the way over you get DoorDash delivered or Grubhub delivered. You can get it from the food truck. Uh, we've had people who on trivia nights, well, everybody comes in. We've had people who each family bakes a dish and they're having a whole picnic inside the tap room for mm -hmm. dinner, waiting for trivia to start. And they'll and some of them are good. I was I was walking by one night. And I was like, that smells delicious. I said, I don't know what you're eating, but it <laughs> smells fabulous. And so it's nice because you can you can be doing other things there and then have a nice little spot to get away from. You're off. You're not necessarily in. And when I say traffic, it's Williamsburg traffic. It is. It's not what yeah. you would consider from like real traffic, like for us, northern Virginia, where it takes you, I don't know, an hour to go two miles kind of thing. We're yeah. talking Williamsburg traffic. It's like, oh, my gosh, it took me five extra minutes. So, yeah. you know, it's it's all relative to where you are. Uh, but, yeah, we're not in a place where you're going to be sitting in red lights and things like that. You're going to be out and down the road. Uh, 
and nearby us, there's a lot. There's um, we have several state parks around here. If you're kind of more outdoorsy, um, York River State Park is there. We've got Waller Mill Park here in town. There's uh, colonial stops all along the area. Uh, we have the Colonial Parkway. So we are right at one end of the Colonial Parkway. So the and it leads to, once again, depending on which way you turn, you can go into Jamestown Settlement or you can come into Billsburg. Um, you can take the Colonial Parkway all the way down to Yorktown um, and all the way is about a 20 mile ride. And so we get more people do that on bike, I think, than do it on car. We get mm -hmm. more people who will come in and just bike down there and then bike back. Uh, but in Yorktown, you can actually see where uh, Cornwallis surrendered and the battlefields mm -hmm. out there. So it's, once again, something you can do without wasting a day of travel that's sure. right by. And Yorktown has a nice little waterfront area as well. And then, you know, you go a little further down. Newport News has a lot of nice parks. Uh, and then, like I said, then you start getting into you're an hour from Virginia Beach, an hour from Richmond, which has a lot of the art museums. It's got the Capitol. It's got the children's museums up there. So there's, you know, as you, and then two hours out, you start hitting the Outer Banks. Or if you're here in the, the wintertime, you hit skiing. If you go two hours out, uh, two and a half, you're you're in Washington, D.C. And we get a lot of people who will come to Williamsburg and just get up a little early make it up to dc for the day and then come back because you don't really you know if you're going up to dc you're kind of locked in you're that's where you're talking about real traffic and you know yeah. you're you're on a much tighter schedule uh williamsburg is is a much calmer location so so you can make a day trip up there get in some some things you want to get done and then come back and relax again for the day or two so it's it's really a nice central hub. What we actually did was we came and stayed in Hampton, and I was okay. like, "There's so much there's so much to do an hour in every direction." Like you were just saying, we could yeah. make up to Richmond, we could go to you know, Williamsburg or Virginia Beach or you know Norfolk or whatever. And it was oh yeah, it was a great little trip. You know, not very long in the car every day and doing something different. Yeah, and that's one of the things I think it's it's <laughs> as I've gotten older, it's underrated. The you know, when I was younger, I'd be like, "Oh yeah, we'll drive four or five hours. You can just go do that." Now I'm like. That's within an hour. That sounds really good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so uh, a couple just fun questions here. So sure. if you're out on the water in a boat or a paddle bar, boat or whatever, uh, what beer would you take with you of yours? Oh, my goodness. So I I love our brown ale. Uh, it's called B2 Oats. <laughs> so so it's boats, but the two for Billsburg. So uh, I love our brown ale. Uh Right now, what's on draft, I would, our Pilsner is a very good light drinking beer. So if you're out on the water, you can enjoy the Pilsner and not feel just totally wrecked afterwards. It's, <laughs> I think it's about four and a half percent. So uh, Juan's nightstand is our Cerveza. That is the mm -hmm. one I brought with me to the beach along with our classic lager. Um, my daughter-in-law loves Rattler, which is the summer shandy. So that made it down. And, uh, my son liked the wit beer. So that made the trip with us, but yeah, for the, for the beach days for us, uh, it was classic lager, uh, Rattler, the Pilsner, 
it was in the summer in Williamsburg. It's it's nice to have those light, refreshing drinks. Yeah. Um, now, if it was wintertime, I would definitely say our stout. Um, once again, our I love our <laughs> I love our brown ale. So it would be that one. And then it would be our stout. Uh, it's a very, very flavorful stout. You're not going to get overwhelmed by coffee or you're not going to get overwhelmed by the cocoa in it or anything like that. It's just so well balanced. Um, and then our red ale is what I kind of move into as we get closer to Thanksgiving. Um, our red ale is actually, it's funny. It's the one that's served in all of most, all of the barbecue places and steakhouses in Williamsburg. Cause it just mm. pairs really well with the meat. Um, and actually this past Thanksgiving, the red ale was what was being, uh, we had, uh, on the table for the adults part is it's like, Nope, yeah. you're going to have to have, we didn't do a wine pairing. We did a beer pairing with our dinner. So, you know, with nice. the, uh, with the sweets for dessert, we paired it, uh, with the IPA. So a little, something, a little hoppy, a little bitter to offset the sweetness of the dessert. So we did our own little tasting menu with the beers. You know, we started out with, um, our Munich Dunkel, something that was a little lighter, but had a lot of flavor to go with the appetizers to kind of get your palate going. It was just fun. It was fun to come up with a, a tasting menu. And if you've yeah. never done one, it's a lot of fun to do it like at a Thanksgiving or a Christmas kind of thing where you get a lot of people together. And like I said, people expect it with a wine pairing. They don't necessarily expect it with a, a beer pairing. Uh, we've done that at, think, at uh, Valentine's Day. We've done desserts with different beers to to do a dessert pairing so like i said it's, it's a cute little thing to do and like i said you just you don't have to have a ton of it but just enough to sample a little bit of everything for everyone it's a lot of fun yeah I, as a beer drinker i do that all the time so okay <laughs> <laughs> so what figure from early american history would you want to have a beer with oh that's a good one probably the obvious one would be george washington because the amount of pressure he felt on his shoulders at that time had to be just enormous. Um, everyone looked at him as the figurehead and the first president. And to actually be able to sit there and say, you know, I don't want to be King George the first, you know, I'll be President Washington, but I'm not trying to establish something that's going to last decades you know, the, the thought that had to go into that and for that time period is just amazing. It's really to try and put yourself back a few hundred years when people didn't think the way they do today, where everything was completely different to be able to have that self-awareness and the knowledge to realize what you're doing is setting a precedent that could last and they had no long how no idea how long it would last uh, mm -hmm. to kind of be able to pick his brain and see how he came up with some of the things that he did like that. Um, Thomas Jefferson would be another one to to be able to write and to, you know, develop even some of the colleges and how these programs work today, you know, to be able to go back and say, all right, how how did you know, there were, there was no Google. You couldn't Google how to do it. You know, you had to come up with it on your own and yeah. with your close, you know, your, your compatriots and everything. It would just be fascinating to see how they came to the conclusions they did. 
that's all the questions I have. Is there anything I missed that you would want to make sure people to know about for Billsburg? Uh, yeah, I would tell them, I would say if you're coming to the area, we'd definitely love you to stop by. You, we generally have a style for everyone. And for non-beer drinkers, we've got slushies and our cocktails for everyone, which is it's very unique because most people, when they think of a brewery, they think, okay, I'm going to have to go there and I'm going to have to get a beer. I'm not a beer person. What we do with our menu kind of reflects our whole personality, which is we want to do something for everyone. So whether it's you just come in and say hi and you are looking for an idea where to go eat or whether you actually want to stay and have a beer, we're happy either way. We're, we're, we're happy you came by to visit us. So, uh, but yeah, that's that's pretty much Billsburg in a nutshell. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, thank you for uh, talking with me and yeah, uh, looking forward to coming back out that way. That'd be great. Can't wait to see you again. All right. All right. Thank you. If you enjoy Thirsty to Explore, please be sure to follow us on your favorite podcast streaming service and rate and comment if you're able. This is a great way to stay up to date when new episodes drop and help other people learn about us as well. The Thirsty to Explore podcast is part of Brewerism.com, where you can search a database of over 11,000 breweries worldwide to help you find your next brewery destination with information submitted by users who have visited before you to help you plan your next trip. I'd like to again thank Eric from Billsburg Brewery for talking with me. Thirsty to Explore is hosted, written, and produced by me, Andy Erickson. If you have any questions, please email me at podcast at thirstytoexplore.com or visit thirstytoexplore.com for more information about the podcast and links to our social media accounts, as well as links to brewerism. Until the next episode, please remember to travel frequently, drink responsibly, and love generously. Thank you for spending time with us. 